Warning, the following audio transmission is based on theory and is intended for entertainment purposes only. It's Doomsday and its affiliates will not be held liable for anything your dumbass does. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome everybody to It's Doomsday Podcast. Today is January 22nd, 2023. Time is 18.14. What's up, Al? How are you doing today? I'm doing fine. Um, I wish Mother Nature would figure out if it's fall, winter, spring, or whatever it is. But other than that, I'm doing good. Get ready to put that garden out here for a long. <laughs> I hear you, man. We are in the same boat. Uh, guys, the email, it's doomsdaypodcast at gmail.com. Don't forget to drop us a line. Uh, for those of you out there that are looking for prep stock tickets, they're still on sale. Go to prepstock.ticketleap.com. Get your tickets now before they go up in price. Also, guys, uh, if you're so inclined, donate to our funding thing we got going on for prep stock. Go to freefunder.com, discover search home for prep stock and every little bit counts guys go in there and donate and help us get a permanent home for prep stock now al the big topic of today is hygiene and medical products for doomsday yes sir it is a huge topic that usually gets overlooked by many people they don't think about this or they don't care about the hygiene and how their health is going to be your health and your hygiene are going to make a huge difference of whether or not you make it or not through the apocalypse or any bad situation Right, and I totally agree with that. So let's first off start by saying, uh, forget forget the toilet paper. We're not going to talk about the toilet paper. Nope. We we saw enough of that in 2020. We we don't need to talk about that. Yep. I'll just rub my butt on the ground like a bear and keep on going. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> that that does make sense. So uh, so Al, where do you want to start? We could start with hygiene products, or we could start with medical. What do you want? To, what would you prefer? Let's, let's start with hygiene first because there's a lot of reasons why we need hygiene that people don't think about. They just think about wanting toilet paper. There's a lot of reasons why you need hygiene, and there's a lot of hygiene-related diseases people don't even think about, like athletes, feet, body lice, chronic diarrhea, dental care issues, head lice, uh, body lice, pinworms, scabies. This, these things sound like they would be fun, like trichomosis and all kinds of that ringworm. Does that sound like anything that you want to have coupled with already having a bad time during a bad situation? No. Uh, not me. No, absolutely not. Not, <laughs> not me. Not me. I mean, that was just a, that's just a little, I'm just scratching the surface on the things that can happen to you. So having good hygiene, whether it be brushing your teeth, washing your hind end, washing your clothes, clean socks, clean clothes, things like that, they're, they're huge to keep you from becoming sick, your body from becoming sick. You know, Al, the, the one thing I, I want to point out to everybody out there, the one thing I think that gets overlooked the most is feminine hygiene products. Oh, absolutely. That's, absolutely. That's a, that's a big deal, guys. And I, I'm telling you what, I... Uh, so what I personally stock for my wife is that we stock the menstrual cups, right? Mainly because mm-hmm. they are reusable. You could wash the things out. 
I know it's a gross kind of topic to talk about, but at the end of the day, you're, you're going to want to have something for that realm. Stock the tampons, stock the cups, stock the pads. You're going to want these things. You sure are. I make sure my wife stocks plenty. Because yeah, I don't want to deal with that. I don't want to be go. I hate to go out during these times to go out and get feminine hygiene products. Let alone in the apocalypse. You know right. what I mean? Yeah, I mean a- absolutely. So that that is one side of this, but then the other side of this that I think needs to get coupled with that for the the nether regions in general. Yes, is guys yes. baby wipes, baby wipes, baby wipes, baby wipes. Absolutely, clean your body, clean yourself. Um, yeah, well, listen. Jester, just there. I mean, there's all kind of facts and figures we can throw at people from the, you know, what the World Health Organization, all these different places give you for what this does or that, and you know. But just basic hand washing, basic, basically brushing your teeth, taking regular or, or as regular as you can, washing your body, disinfecting your body, you know, clean clothes. These these are huge things that can. I mean, do you, do you know what it's like to have the same socks on for two weeks? No, and I don't want to find out. No, and, and and your feet don't either. But this is a breeding ground for all kind of disease, and you don't you don't need that. No, I I, I I one hundred percent agree with you. So on that on that note, guys, I mean hygiene is key just in general everyday life, right? It just it is that's right. the way it is. But when you're in this apocalyptic scenario and you might not have access to water for bathing or the hot water heater might be shut down and you're not getting that like good hot water to clean yourself down with, you're going to need some extra things, right? Right. And I'm going to tell you what, a baby wipe shower is going to be better than no shower. Right. I agree with you. Let me throw something at you real quick here. Do you know research shows that washing the hands with soap and water, which is the least thing you can do because a bar of soap is very easy to take with you, reduces death from diarrheal disease by 50%? Did you know that? No, I had no idea about that. And researchers estimate that estimate that if everyone routinely washed their hands, that one million deaths a year could be prevented because there's a large percentage of foodborne disease outbreaks are spread by contaminated hands so just washing your hands just something as simple as that can make a huge difference not just in your health but the health of everybody in your circle everybody that you that you deal with on a daily basis so hygiene is but what do we need for hygiene there's a lot of products you need for hygiene but you can reduce it down to a nominal amount that you have to have with you right okay so let's go let's go through some of the some of the things here for the hygiene products just to keep yourself up to par. So obviously with what Al's talking about is hand soap, right? Stock it up on hand soap, guys. It's cheap. It's easy. You go to the dollar store, get the stuff. You don't have to buy anything on the high end to throw back in in your preps and in in your stockpile, right? Right. Another good thing I'm going to throw into the list here is a nail clipper, okay? You're going to want to keep those nails down. Yeah, you could bite them off and you could do that, but not too many people are going to be out there chewing on their own feet. But... Right. Keeping your nails da- keeping your nails clean it helps prevent things. It makes it easier to clean under there, all that good stuff, right? I do. Um, so something kind of maybe seems off the realm of hygiene, but I assure you it's not, is having razors and combs, okay? If you're out in the wilderness and you're screwing around, you're going to want to be able to comb your hair out. Well, you don't know if there's bugs living in there or ticks in there. You're going to want to be able to get that out of there. Right, right. Right. Um, 
little hand sanitizer. Uh, a little bit of hand sanitizer or bleach or, or, or alcohol kills a lot of germs. You were talking about the, uh, the baby wipes. Those are great because they have a little bit of alcohol in them. Those are wonderful, wonderful things. Absolutely. So yeah, the, yeah, Al, the sanitizer. Um, let's not forget like shampoo or, or shower gel if if that stuff you guys use. Um, dental about, hygiene too, Al. Yes. What about baking soda? Because baking soda works great mm-hmm. for a toothpaste. Wonderful, and it also can help you keep from chafing too. So there's another hygiene need that you might have because a lot of people chafe in the heat or the, or, the, or the wetness, the humidity. So these are cheap alternatives to the high dollar ones everybody talks about. Right. And then not only that, but guys, think about this too. I mean, you know, a lot of the stuff is preventative maintenance for your body. All right. So stocking up right. on this, stocking up on this stuff, it's just good to do in general. Okay. Right. Um, the infant side of this and, and the, the children and the babies is a totally different animal when it comes to this stuff. So if, and I'm not going to go through a whole list of what would be different for an infant or a baby, but here's the thing. You're obviously going to want, you're obviously going to want different things for babies and infants, tear-free shampoos and things that like that, that are meant for infants that are, that are more gentle on the skin, more gentle on the eyes, things like this. If you have kids, you guys know what to stock, right? Right, right. Um, to move on from the stuff a little bit, cause I mean, we, we covered a lot, but let's, let's put a couple other things in here guys it's not just about taking care of your body it's about the idea you might have to utilize you might have to wash and maintain some of the things that you utilize on your body like towels clothes things like this having dishwashing or uh, laundry soap and things like that is obviously going to fall into the hygiene category because you're going to want clean clothes right right absolutely you're not going to want to run around in smelly clothes that are all covered in god knows what no clean them yeah, and you know, I mean, washing powders for clothes—they're—they're they're pretty light. They're not hard to deal with. Uh, I even say if you're if you're building a pack that you're going to be out for a couple of days in, or, or a bug out bag, instead of just carrying out the washing powders things I get, I like to take the little packs, little packs, and put them in a little little dry container and put them in there because at least you have something that you could bust open wash your clothes up with and you don't have to worry about powders going everywhere or liquids going everywhere so i use those but you know having a little dishwashing soap you'd be amazed you know you can wash anything and soap. just having clean things is going to keep down a lot of disease hey preppers do you want 10 percent off survival food go to www.readywise.com and use code doom10 at checkout for 10 percent off all your survival food needs Again, that's code DOOM10 at checkout at readywise.com, D-O-O-M-10 for 10% off at readywise.com. Oh, absolutely. So, you know, one more thing to go in with that, Al, is I really like stocking like the Zote soap, the bar soap for washing yep. clothes. Yep, that I do too. That stuff's great, man. You throw that in like a 72-hour bag or, well, I guess would be longer than a 72-hour bag. Right, like your long your long haul bug out bag, where you're actually yep. going to need to do some laundry. Um, that stuff is absolutely great to have. You know, Jester, what kills me is when we see these movies or TV shows in Hollywood. They always show people living through the apocalypse, living with this nastiness and all. And I'm thinking, no, no, that's that's not what we want to do. We we should have a whole 
tribe of people that are trying to stay as clean as humanly possible, not wearing the same thing every day, washing themselves. Because these people that you see in all these so-called movies and, you know, they're living for survival and the apocalypse people, they'd ought to be dead. They'd be dead long before they ever got a chance to film them because they would have all died of some kind of disease. So, yeah, we don't want disease. Disease is not our friend. No, exactly. I I 100% am in agreement with you. So maintaining and keeping up with some of these guys is very crucial. And like how Al brought up, you know, keeping the same socks on for two weeks, I'd I'd hate to have the same underwear on for two days. Yep. Right? Yep. You're right. (laughs) I mean, it's simple, Jester, to have a little bit of of rope and maybe a few of the wooden uh, clothes clips to have in your pack you could roll all this up in one tiny little ziploc bag with your soap and maybe your clothes you know soap for your clothes and a little a little bag over here for your uh dishwashing detergent things like that a scrub pad maybe a couple sos pads just to keep your your eating wear and your and everything that's on you clean and as clean as possible so yeah i expect in the apocalypse i'll still be doing some laundry there's no question about that Oh, yeah, you're, you're going to have to. I mean, and guys, don't get me wrong. Like, you could stock this stuff or you could figure out alternative methods. There's a right. bunch of there's a bunch of how-to guides online to go out and make your own soaps and stuff. Oh, so, yeah, it's easy. Yeah, so it's not it's not like you necessarily have to go out and, and stock up on all these things. You could potentially make a lot of the stuff right from nature. But I get it if you're in a city, if you're in an apartment, if you're like, hey, things are going to break bad. What am I going to do when I'm stuck here? Well, stock up on some stuff. Well, uh, just think about this for a second, Jester. What if you're out and you're surviving out and you out and you kill an animal? Say so you kill a deer. Now you got to clean a deer. Well, all that blood, the nastiness, intestine, things like that, you're going to get that on you and your clothes and you're not going to wash it off or you're going to keep on living in that filth. No, that brings on bugs and flies and then we know what happens, open sores and then before you know it, you're dying because you're septic because you were trying to survive. So let's cut through all that and try to survive it longer. As we always remember, making it further down the road is the key here. Yes, it is. Absolutely. 100%. So, I mean, guys, a lot of the stuff, again, with with this hygiene stuff, just buy the stuff you buy every day. Just double down on it, right? Right. Get a good little stockpile going to this to where it's like, hey, I've got a three-month supply of toothpaste or I have a couple backup toothbrushes. And don't forget, guys, a lot of these things become great barter items because not a lot of people are thinking to stock this stuff. Right. And it's easy to come by. Right. It's and not high-dollar items. A lot of my – a lot of so, Al, a lot of my barter items are hygiene products. Me too. Right. I got to tell you a funny story though, Jester, about that because I happened to do a job for somebody not too long ago, and they had just cleaned up a tractor trailer wreck that was out on the interstate. And guess what was in it? An entire truckload of toothpaste. Wow. Yep. I helped myself to a few cases, and I was just scratching the surface. And they said, "You want to come back with a trailer? Get all you want." <laughs> And it was the name brand, number one, the great stuff, too. But, you know, I can only use so much. So, you know, there's others out there that, that need it worse than I do. But, yeah, that's see, you never know where you could pick up things at. I mean, I'm just saying I would have taken advantage of that. I did. <laughs> I didn't want to take too much advantage, though, you know. I mean, no, I, I'm I, not a pig. <laughs> I hear you. But, yeah, I would have. Uh, man, I might have had a toothpaste store after that one, Al. Yeah, I thought about it. thought about it. Um, yeah, so that's anyway, what I was going to go back to with, you know, with the hygiene items, guys, 
like for me it's like okay i'll go out and i'll stock up ten thousand q-tips right that oh, might yeah. be more than i ever utilize in my life but if i need to trade somebody a hundred q-tips because they want them to put in their first aid kit for i don't know an apple that's a that's worth it i eat an apple you get a hundred q-tips i'm good with that right yep so right. it's, it's the idea that a lot of these situations might come down to bartering some of these items and you know what you could derive from those is very awesome so don't don't underestimate that um to get into i want to move into the the medical side of this a little bit all right okay. the medication side of this so al you said something um about the hygiene thing and this is a double down item and i got guys i want you to think a lot about these double down items when we're talking about hygiene and medication because the goal of doing this episode was to kind of put these together side by side so you know kind of one goes with the other so to speak so right. al, al brought up um baking soda all right, now I'm going to tell you guys what. I utilize the heck out of baking soda for heartburn. If I have an upset stomach, that's one of my go-tos, and it works very, very well. So this can go from brushing your teeth to helping with acid, acid indigestion that you may have. So this is one of those double-down items, and baking soda is extremely cheap to stock up on. Right. It's good for your boots, too. Boots and shoes to dry up your boots and shoes with. So multiple you know multiple uses for some of these items and then the next go-to guys and if anybody's listened to this show for a long period of time you know there's 101 million uses for vaseline oh yeah so yeah that you gotta have that gotta have the petroleum jelly for sure right so i mean not just for the idea i mean guys this stuff helps with dry skin if you've got something like a skin infection and you're trying to prevent oxygen to go to it this creates a nice little barrier for that there's many, many uses for the, the petroleum jelly. Some people even utilize this as a waterproofer. And I know you're like, well, how does that fit in with hygiene and, and things like this? Well, let's say you got a pair of boots that are starting to crack up and you're out a lot hunting and stuff like that. It'd be nice if you can keep your feet dry because that's going to help with your hygiene. So right. a layer of petroleum jelly on your boots might just help you out. But what about a layer of petroleum jelly with whatever you can make a bandage out of to just keep the filth and nastiness from getting in a cut? Right. I would much rather have that on there than nothing. Right. So, nice little, yeah. uh, I guess that's true, Al. You could make yourself a decent little uh, water-resistant, dirt-resistant bandage out of probably some petroleum jelly and some gauze. Yeah, I've made them out of petroleum jelly, cardboard, and some duct tape before on a job, and Jesus. it worked really, really nice. <laughs> but, hey, when you're 30 miles out of town and you don't have time to go find a Band-Aid because there's none left because some pigs done got the other ones, you know, you do what you got to do. But, yeah, it helped to keep things out of that cut until I could get what I needed to get. That's awesome. Yeah, I mean, hey, if it works, it works. I'm not knocking it. <laughs> no, it works. But there's a lot of things, Jester, that people just don't think about. It's the simple things. I mean, when when we get into a bad situation, what happens? I mean, at the more stressful situation is people get headaches. Just things like Tylenol and and things like that. You're going to need these items, right. you know. I, I, not specifically Tylenol, maybe aspirin, ibuprofen, whatever it might be. These are items that you need to have a few stuck back. You never know what you could barter some of those for one day too. Right. So let's uh, let's. Okay, so the number one I think overlooked uh, med for that people need to stock up on, and they don't, is stool softeners. Right, right, right. probably the number one. So guys, definitely stock the stool softeners. They're they're relatively inexpensive. They're not hard to stock. And I'm telling you what, if you're stocking a lot of MREs or freeze dried foods, you're probably going to want to stock the stool softeners as well. Yep. 
because nothing that, worse than being plugged up. Yeah, if that becomes your primary diet, MREs and things like that, you're going to want those tool softeners. Yep. Fact. Uh, and then the other the other thing is, guys, um, another one that's overlooked a lot is the activated charcoal. Right. Stock upon the activated charcoal, guys. You, you can make activated charcoal. There's recipes for it online. You could actually look this up and you can make it yourself. But it's it's pretty easy to get online and order a couple bottles of it too. Some WalMarts have it, some don't. Most of your uh, like CVSs and Walgreens and stuff should have the activated charcoal, but I know it's not everywhere. Anyway, it's it's extremely good to get if you have an upset stomach, if you get sick. This helps kind of filter and flush your system out. Just all in all, good to have. We take it, we utilize it at my house. It's it's one. It's just a great thing to have, and. You know, Al, how you were bringing up like the aspirin, the ibuprofen, the Tylenol, I say why not have all three? You might have someone around you that can't take one of the three, and you might have to give them the other two alternatives. I have one of those in my house. Right. That's like that. Yep. So, and I mean, you think about it, like they each kind of have their different functionalities. I mean, Tylenol is a pain reliever. Ibuprofen is an anti-inflammatory, right? Absolutely. Different applications. What about Epsom salts? You know, I'm no doctor, and I'm not going to give medical advice. I'm not going to tell everybody what you can use Epsom salts for. But if you ever research it, you will go out right then and get 50 pounds and stick it back. Epsom salts have so many uses from drawing out, you know, infection out of, out of a wound to, you know, it helps with digestion and, and constipation. And there's just a ton of things that Epsom salts are used for. And you go, what is that? It's nothing but salt. Well, read up on it. It Epsom salts is a greatly overlooked thing. So we we have a good bit of it. I pick it up in bulk every once in a while at Sam's Club. They have like a big box of it out there. So I'll grab. Uh, I might grab one or two while I'm there. And we yep. we utilize it for a lot of stuff, mainly for topical solutions in my house. But we have it. It's there. Yep. And, and you're right, yep. Al. It's a great one to have. Absolutely, and it, it helps. I, I always make sure that I I cover my bases. I I like to have alcohol. Hydrogen peroxide, Epsom salts, baking soda, baking, uh, excuse me, uh, cornstarch. Those are the basics I, I've got to have. And i got to have all that in my hygiene kit or my first aid kit at all times. Right. I, and I 100% agree with that, you know, about having those in the logic of the, these are the things you need. So we stock up a ton of alcohol and hydrogen peroxide. I've got cases of it because yep. I know that's going to be something that we end up going through a lot. The, the big thing is, guys, is you got to think that if it's, if it's an apocalyptic scenario, you're not going to just be able to go down to the hospital to get your medical attention, right? You're going to have to do some things on your own. And a lot of the things you're going to need to do are going to need to be sanitary things. The distilled right. water, the alcohol, guys, you're going to want to have this stuff. You know, topical solutions like um, iodine, things like that, that, that you put on wounds I go to Tractor Supply all the time, and they've got them for horses, you, everything else, and gallon jugs. And then they say they, quote, unquote, go out of date. And I'm like, iodine doesn't really go out of date. So, yeah, okay, I'll, I'll take that for half price. Sure, I will. Sure, sure, I will. And I keep jugs of it around because you never know. You just never know. No, and I 100% agree with that, too. So th- the other thing is uh, you're talking about topical solutions. I mean, you're, and you mentioned Tractor Supply. The one thing that pops in my head is Blue Coat. Blue Coat yep. is awesome, guys. If you don't know what Blue Coat is, Blue Coat is basically like a skin covering that comes in a can. It's like an aerosol, right? And it'll actually go over and coat a wound. It's great for things like road wet rash, things like that. We utilize it on the animals all the time. Right. 
Especially people tell tell me you can't use it for people. They say, oh, it's just for animals. I'm like, yeah, okay, yeah, I've scored a lot on me, and I'm doing real good. I haven't grown three heads or anything. I'm doing great. Listen, okay. when you're utilizing that on a critter, you get it on you anyway. That's yep. what happens. Um, so we utilize it a lot for, just as an example, uh, some of the animals, they get the flea bites on their ears, um, yep. and it can get bad. So the blue coat's something we use to really help that. Uh, when the ducks get um, some issues like bumblefoot, stuff like that, we'll coat the ducks' feet in it, and it helps them a lot. So there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of good uses for the blue coat. Just you know, one more thing to throw out there with the topical stuff. Al, something else I highly recommend is the um, the triple antibiotic ointments and the cortisone ointments. Yep, they're very inexpensive, and you, you can get them almost anywhere. I get a lot of mine in the small containers at Dollar Tree. It's the same exact things you pay, you know, more money for in the big box stores, but just they're smaller tubes, so I can put them in a lot of different places. But yeah, triple antibiotics and topical antibiotics and things like that. Yeah, they're great, wonderful. You know, and I'm going to tell you guys just as a as a reference here, um, if you have anybody, any friends or family members that are involved in the medical community, and that, you know, say they're EMS or they work in the emergency room or they're a nurse or whatever. Do understand that a lot of these guys or a lot of these agencies and offices, they rotate stuff out and they give some of these items for people to take home, right? Right. Like, right. hey, are you painting your house? We're getting rid of all these rubber gloves. You know, if you want to take them, you could take them. Hey, preppers, do you want 10% off survival food? Go to www.readywise.com and use code DOOM10 at checkout for 10% off all your survival food needs. Again, that's code DOOM10 at checkout at readywise.com, D-O-O-M-10 for 10% off at readywise.com. So right. if, if you have a friend that's in this community, just ask him like, hey, is there any chance you guys are ever getting rid of stuff or bringing stuff home? I'm trying to get stocked up on some medical supplies. You don't know what answer they're going to give you. They might be like, yeah, I have a ton of stuff. Let me go out to my car and bring it up here because I, I take stuff from work all the time. I don't know what to do with it. Or they, right. gauze, say, and, or they gauze and bandages no. are big for that. They give away a lot of gauze and bandages. Yeah. I mean, so, you know, just, just bear in mind that there there are options to get this stuff for free or next to free or, or you know, or very, very cheaply. Mm-hmm. Right? And, I'm you know, right. for, for Al and I to really go into every single medical situation or any every single thing could go, that could go wrong and what you need to stock, it we'd be here for three weeks. There, there are so many scenarios. So the best we can kind of do, I, I guess, Al, is just to give you kind of the basics to have around. Right. And and understand, your research and your your education in this is something that you have to figure out what you want to stop. We give you recommendations. Maybe you feel like you need this or that or the other. But everything that you put in your kit is something you're eventually going to need down the line. So it's never going to hurt to say, mm, I wonder if I need that. Yeah, yeah, I need that. Yeah, yeah, I do. I, I keep things around like sutures and, you know, scalpels and all kinds of things around. I haven't had to do surgery on myself lately. But the thing is, is you never know what can happen in the future. So I have them. I have them. They're sterile. They're there for a reason. So you have to figure out what you independently and each every person needs for their specific first aid kit. Right, and guys, I mean, you could you could get, like, let's just go over first aid kits in general, man. I mean, and, and let's just talk about, like, some things you're going to have in these, okay? Because I think a lot of people kind of underestimate what goes into the first aid kits. 
the one thing is that I think everybody kind of negates is, guys, have a set of tweezers in the first aid kit. Everybody thinks bandages and tourniquets and things like this. Tweezers can absolutely save your ass. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Just the basic ones. And, and you know, metal ones are great for being able to be sterilized. But in a lot of places I worked, they'd eventually give away the little plastic tweezers because, you know, somebody needs tweezers at work all the time. So they went to a plastic set. I remember that somebody gave me a case at one time when they're out of date. I'm like, well, what happened? The plastic fall apart. So I stuck them back, you know, I mean, like an idiot, I stuck them back, but I've still got them. But that's the things right there. You need tweezers. You need basic things. Shears. Right. <laughs> shears and scissors are huge. Right, yeah. I, yeah, I almost forgot about the shears. Got to have the scissors. Got to have the shears. Al, something else, because you got to think. You're going to be out, you know, you're going to be out potentially in the elements, building mm-hmm. fires, doing different things. Guys, I can't stress enough. Um, burn cream and insect bite cream Yep. are two, two big ones I would recommend, especially if it's a bug-out bag situation. Have that stuff in there. Uh, right. Cold packs are one I always kind of get a little bit iffy about. Like, yeah, it's great to have a cold pack, but it's bulky for a one-time use item. Yep, you're yeah. right. That's where it becomes a problem to me. If you're going through the woods and you trip and you roll an ankle, you might get the swelling to go down in a little bit. But, I mean, you're stopping, you're resting, you know, you're going to try to get the swelling off of it. That cold pack's going to last for a few hours, if that, and then it's going to be done. Then what? Yep. You know. The only reason I stocked them is because I was blessed with a whole <laughs> bunch of extra ones one time. But other than that, I wouldn't have but a couple of them in my pack. Um, that's the only reason I've got them. <laughs> I was just blessed with free ones. Uh, if not, I would never have bought any. Right. I mean, cool. okay, so here's, here's the reality to this. Cool running water in a spring, in a creek might do you a little bit better than having that ice pack it's not going to be as cold but it's going to be a lower temperature than your body and it's going to run for a lot longer than that ice pack right right so simply dipping your ankle into some ice cold water is going to maybe maybe do more right unless it's a really nasty water source that i wouldn't suggest doing it right you know may i suggest this too tape and a magic marker or a permanent marker you know, a lot of people have a lot of stuff. They don't have any tape. You're going to need to tape wounds up or whatever it might be and a magic marker to write the date and time that you applied something or that you put something on. Your magic markers and tape are huge. I wouldn't even think about leaving the house without them in my first aid kit. No, I, I agree with you as well, Al. Something else, I mean, I, I think that we should put in this too just because we're on the subject of the, the oddball items is eye wash. Yep. Definitely yep. want to have your eye wash. Yep. I just had an incident the other day where somebody got something in their eye and we had to run in because I didn't have my eye wash right on hand. I had to help them get something out of their eye. And I was thinking, dang, if I had some of that in the truck, I wouldn't have had to worry about this. But yeah, eye wash is huge. It's very inexpensive. And yeah, once you break the seal on eye wash, though, you need to get rid of it. Once the seal broke, it's sterile right then. Use it up and throw it away. Because it's not something, you want something sterile going in the eye. Gotcha. And, you know, guys, something I'd really like to just suggest to everybody, okay? You could stock whatever. Training's a big thing. Mm -hmm. Knowing how to use the items is a big thing. Half the prep of of stocking hygiene and medical-related items is knowing how to use them. If you guys are someone where your your mom or your husband or your wife is, is the one that does all the laundry and you don't know how to do that, you should probably learn. 
Yep. Okay. If you're buying all these first first aid items, you should probably know how to utilize them. Right. Most first aid kits come with instructional pamphlets. Go through and read them. See what they say. If you are so inclined, I highly recommend people go out and take a CPR course. Know how to use an AED. Learn the Heimlich maneuver. Learn some basic life-saving skills. As we go up the line of things to put in a, in a survival kit or in a first aid kit, if your training and your proficiency allows it, having a, a cheap blood pressure cuff, whether it be manual or automatic, and having a, steth- a stethoscope so you can hear, also having a pulse ox are great things. But they're worthless to you if you don't know how to use them or you don't know what the signs and symptoms of things are. I used to be an EMT. I was an EMT for many years. I know Jester's going through some training to learn how to, you know, build his medical background. So as you go through and you learn how to use these things, then you'll understand what it means. But if you have a pulse ox and you understand what it's for or what's high, what's low, what's good, what's bad, it's worthless to you to spend that money on that. But those are items that are great, but you need to have the proficiency, if you're going to have them, proficiency in how to use them properly. Right, I, I totally agree with you. And, you know, I know everybody kind of has this mentality, and, you know, as we're always sitting here saying this stuff out, I know everybody's kind of thinking in the back of my mind, well, when's Doomsday going to get here? How much longer do I have? Can I do this show hope, next week, or can I do it I in three hope months? It, I hope it never gets here. I hope <laughs> it never gets here. I hope I'm planning for something that never happens. I really do. Right, but same here. It's going to get here. Sooner or later, it's going to get here. But I, And that's... I, I don't think we can stress this strong enough to the listeners. We tell you all these things to do for bad situations and for for the apocalypse, but I pray that it never gets here. I pray that when I go to my grave, people talk about how fool, how much of a fool he was for saying all the things he said because I planned all this stuff and nothing ever happened. I wish that would be the way things are, but I'm afraid it's not going to be that way. Uh, you know, I'm I'm right there with you. Uh, you know, I hope none of these things ever happens, but. If it does, I want to make sure I am 100% fully prepared for it. I, I try to be. I, I hope I'm wrong, but if I'm not, then I want to be prepared for <laughs> for being right for sure. Right. No, I 100% agree. So, guys, th- I mean, that that pretty much wraps this up. I mean, there's a million other little things we could throw in there of what you guys should have. We cover a lot of this stuff in a lot of different episodes, but... Since we did the new prepper, the new Doomsday Preppers episode last week, I kind of wanted to jump in with some of these forgotten about items and things that people are just kind of overlooking, you know? Right. Because, I, I, again, Al, I'm watching this, this prepper community grow, and more people are, are getting worried and getting afraid. And, and, guys, you really don't need to be losing your minds right now and freaking out. You need to be just kind of kicking back listening seeing what's going on and if you feel you need to get prepared we will help you get there right kind of have my mentality the worse the worse it gets and the worse it gets i i get more calm and more focused i might be scatterbrained when nothing's going on in the world but the, the worse the situation gets the more focused i get because i don't have time to worry about other things so now you have lots of time to plan and prepare and get things ready so this is the time to do it. Do your, your Don't just listen to us. Go get your education. Go out there and learn. Go out there and research. Go do some. See if we're right. We're not mad if you go check us out and see if we're right about things. But prepare your things to, and do a little research into, into what you're doing. 
Right, I agree 100%. And guys, that's about it. Once again, the email, it's doomsdaypodcast at gmail.com. I would highly appreciate it if you guys would go get your prep stock tickets soon. And if you want to help donate to the home for prep stock, freefunder.com, discover, home for prep stock. That's it. Al, you got anything else you want to add before we're out of here? I just hope everybody has a good week. And just do something this week to make your preparations a little bit better. Work on everything. If you're a new prepper, don't lose your mind. Just get focused now. And uh, ask for help. If you don't know, ask somebody that, that does know. And I'm sure most everybody in the com- community will help you in any way they can. This is an emergency action message. Approximately 1 a.m. Eastern Daylight Time, Nora is tracking 15 ICBM nuclear missiles inbound to the following cities. Orlando, Miami, Pittsburgh, Dover, Newark, Richland, Philadelphia, New York City, Baltimore, Los Angeles, Las Vegas, Boston, Seattle, Detroit. This is an extremely deadly situation. Stay tuned, the next emergency message will be a presidential address.